You're listening to Leading and Learning. This is the place where we talk about practical leadership, theology, fitness, how to create winning habits, and so much more. My name is David Spell, and I'm a retired police officer, a pastor, a New Testament scholar, and a leadership coach. My goal on leading and learning is to help you live your best life. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks so much for being with me today on this episode of Leading and Learning. I think you're going to find it very interesting. This is episode number 117, and today we're talking about how to have a difficult conversation with a team member. Subtitle, The Disciplinary Process. What do you do if you're the boss, if you're the supervisor, the manager, the owner of the company, the senior pastor, or whatever role you might be, a role where where you're required to hold people accountable. What do you do when you have somebody who's violating um, company policy, guidelines, rules, whatever you want to call it? How do you deal with that? Do you just kind of look the other way and hope it'll stop? Do you hope it'll just change on its own? How do you deal with it? And uh, the reason that I thought this might be interesting was I was talking to a friend who um, they found themselves recently in a leadership role of a, a small company, 20 employees or less, I would guess. And, and they were just sharing with me some of the, the disciplinary problems they were kind of having among the employees that are, that are working there. And I guess they saw the surprised expression on my face because they said, well, what do you think I should be doing? And so I kind of walked them through this process and they said, oh, that's hard. That's, that's uncomfortable. I don't think I could do that. That's, I said, look, you know, you're in charge. You're the boss. You, you kind of have to. And, you know, I think that, uh, you know, understanding that, uh, that our role as a leader, sometimes we have to have these difficult conversations to kind of help people um, do better or maybe even in some cases to help them uh, on their way. So, um, you know, now before you, you, you take any kind of action, I always recommend that you talk to your human resources director if you have one, or um, talk to the next level of authority above you, your boss. And if you are the ultimate boss, the, the president, the CEO, you might just get some help or some input from some of your other team members, trusted team members. And there may even be cases where you need to go outside of your organization and, and just get some, some input from a, you know, a consultant, a coach, somebody that can help you um, through this process. And I'm going to give you six things that are going to help you, and I'm going to give you a process that you can take someone through if they're violating your company's rules, your company's guidelines, departmental policies, whatever you call them, whatever that they're required, whatever rules that they're required to obey for their job, um, I'm going to give you some. I'm going to give you six specific things that you can use to help maybe turn them around, or in some cases, to uh, send them on their way to another company. But before we do that, I want to let you know that this episode of Leading and Learning is brought to you by my, my book, Leading into the 21st Century and Beyond 2.0. I talk about some of these things in that book. It's a book geared towards supervisors, managers, and leaders, but it's actually for anybody because, you know, we all even, 
Um, it, even if you're not leading anybody else, you're leading yourself. And so I talk about time management, personal productivity. Give it a look. There'll be a link in the show notes, and I know you will enjoy it, and I would certainly appreciate it. So, without further ado, what is a good, simple, disciplinary process that we can use for somebody that, that works for us, that we're in a, uh, a supervisory role or a manage, managerial role over, um, somebody that we that works for us, in, in a sense? What's, a, what's a, a, a process that we can put them through to, to help them get better? First of all, there's the informal warning. This is kind of like counseling or coaching. Let's just use as an example, you've got an employee that has trouble getting to work on time. You know, it should be very clear in whatever guidelines that you gave them when they came to work for you that um, it should be spell out what time they're required to be at work. And if they're strolling in 10 or 15 minutes late consistently, well, that's a problem. Because all of your other employees are managing to get their own time, or at least they should be, or you have to deal with them as well. So so typically what I would do is I would say that first time, you know, that, that they come in late is is I would just, you know, pull them aside and say, hey, is everything okay? No emergencies? You, you okay? And, you know, they're probably going to kind of give you a shock look like, yeah. And, and that's where you say, well, you know, you got to be here on time. You know, work starts at 830 or whatever time it is. And you, right then, you're establishing what your expectations are and, you know, the organizational rules and the policies. So, you know, you don't have to be, um, you know, really hard that first time. It's just kind of a general reminder. Hey, listen, you know, we need to get, get to work on time. And then I would say, make a note for yourself. We document everything that we do when we're dealing with our employees, good and bad. So you need to keep a file, either digitally or written. But make a note for yourself that on... Um, June 6th, 2017, I gave uh, Jane Doe a, a, just a verbal warning for, for being late. So that's number one, an informal warning. Now, let's just suppose that a couple of weeks later, Jane shows up for work late again. Now what are we going to do? Now, in some, some companies, this might be the time to issue her some type of written um, reprimand. And that's fine. Um, this is also a place where what I've done in the past is actually give them a second informal warning. But this time it's a little more firm because this is where I say, hey, listen, you know, we talked a couple of weeks ago, in fact, it was on June 6th, um, about getting to work on time. And I just want to let you know that, you know, you got to get here on time. And if you come in late again, you're going to force me to write you a written reprimand or some type or whatever you call it in your organization, a written reprimand or a written counseling letter. So, you know, please, um, you know, get to work on time because I don't want to do that. You don't want to have to get it. And so you're appealing to them to change their behavior. And again, you make a note to yourself that I spoke to them a second time about being late on such and such a date, and then keep that. Well, now what happens if they're, they're late a third time? Well, at this point, I recommend, um, again, depending on how your company does things or your organization does things, at this point, I think you need to put it in writing, a written reprimand or a written counseling letter, um, telling them, putting them on notice that they could lose their job if they don't change their behavior. Because reality is, everybody else is getting to work on time, 
and they can get to work on time too. Now, of course, we have grace. I'm a pastor. I work in, a, in, in, in volunteer organizations, you know, and, and so, so, so I understand there's times we have grace, there's times emergencies come up, of course. But at the same time, if somebody wants to come work for your organization, they understand the rules, they understand the guidelines, and they need to follow them. So a written reprimand is a letter that's given to them. You make two copies, one for them, and of course you'll keep one. It briefly explains the, the, the violation that they have trouble getting to work on time. This is the third time that you've spoken to them about it. You'll, you'll, you'll actually write in there the policy or the rule that was violated, getting to work on time. It also lets the employee know in that letter that future violations could result in more severe, severe discipline, including losing their job. And I always recommend when you're giving this letter of reprimand to have another supervisor or even your boss or manager in there with you. Um, and, you know, we're talking about being late, but it could be something else. This might also be the place where you... Um, depending on what the infraction is or what they've done wrong, this might be the place where you um, provide a, a, some type of retraining. Um, you know, maybe they've, it's a software issue. Maybe they're, if, if we're talking about something that they're having trouble, you know, getting their documents done on time, getting their reports in on time, it might be retraining them in the software. But um, if it's a customer service issue, if they're having, you know, difficulty um, being nice and compassionate to customers. You might have to send them for some retraining on how to deal with irate customers. So we've talked about an informal warning, a second informal warning, then we've talked about a written reprimand. Now the fourth thing, what happens if they're late again or if they, you know, violate whatever they've done? What if what if there's another infraction of the same thing? Um, again, depending on your organizational guidelines, this would be the place to suspend them without pay. Um, or you could, because some, some organizations, some companies don't like to suspend without pay, especially if it's a, a, an issue of an employee coming to work. Um, it really doesn't you know, solve the problem that if they're having trouble showing up for work, we suspend them without pay. That might not be the answer. It might be the time to look at termination or depending on the person, if you think they can be salvaged, this might be the time to issue a second written reprimand, putting them on very, very clear notice that they will be terminated if it happens again. And this is also usually a good time to sit down with the employee and just ask them if they're happy with their job. I mean, obviously there's something going on if they keep committing the same infraction over and over again. If they just can't get to work or they keep doing the same things over and over again, there's probably something going on, and maybe, you know, they're not happy with their job, and maybe this is the time when if they see termination looming, they may just decide to resign, which is always the preferred course of action. We really don't want to fire people. That's the, the last thing in the world we want to do. It's so much better that if they're not happy and we're not happy and they decide to go work somewhere else, wonderful. That's so much better. But but this this at this point, number four, where we're either talking about suspending them or terminating them, or giving them another written reprimand, but just making it clear that this is it. This is their last chance. If they don't change, that they will lose their job. And then number five, and this is termination. If you've threatened to fire somebody and they commit the infraction again, you've got no choice. You have to, you have to follow through. That's, that's part of being a boss. Um, and again, if you're, you have an HR department, um, you need to keep them in the loop. You also need to let your boss know what's going on. 
And if you are the boss, again, let your other teammates know, and this might be the point again to get some other people, maybe even an outside consultant, just to give you a little bit of help and guidance to go through this process. Um, if you get to this point with an employee, there's nothing to discuss. If it if they violate whatever they've done again, if they again if they come in late again, well, this one, two, three, four, this is the fifth time they've been late now. There's really nothing to talk about. Um, they can beg and plead all they want to, but at this point, that it, it's time to make the, the the tough decision. It's time to terminate them. It's time to um, the only thing really to discuss is you know the fact that their last paycheck will be mailed to them. And what I would say do is write it up just like a letter of reprimand. But here you explain that their employment is being terminated because of blank, blank, and blank. Whatever, whatever the violations are, list the policies, list the rules. Whatever they violated, list those in the body of that letter and let them know that they are being terminated. And of course, number that was number five. And of course, number six, um, the last one that we'll mention, some violations of some rules are, are so serious that you would really... Um, not even worry about getting a, giving a, a written reprimand or trying to suspend. I mean, if you've got an employee who's stealing, you're not going to give them a warning or a you know suspension. You're going to fire them. If you if you've got an employee that's that's uh, taking money or taking um, you know equipment, if they're stealing from your company, there's nothing to talk about. They need to be terminated. And so you can jump you know, all the way to termination, depending on how serious the violation is. If you've got an employee that's using their uh, employee computer, the company computer, to to look at bad stuff during work hours, you know, that again, that might be a, a, a much more serious one. You know, you might not want to give a warning there. You might want to jump straight to a suspension or a termination. Again, it just depends on the violation. So, you know, think it through. But my my suggestion is... Have some kind of policy in place on how you're going to have a conversation, a difficult conversation with a team member. What is your disciplinary process? Because understand this, and this is probably the most important thing I'm going to share with you. Everyone else in your organization, everyone else in your company is watching to see how you handle this. They're coming to work on time. They're doing their jobs. They know this other person's straggling in late. They know this other person's doing whatever it is that they're doing. And they seem to be getting away with it. And they're watching you. And when you handle it, it just brings a sense of calm, a sense of security. And they're ready to go back to work because they know it's been dealt with. Nobody likes seeing people get away with things. And your job as the boss is to deal with it, to deal with it fairly, um, to deal with it you know, in a, in, a, in a systemized way like I've shared with you, but to make sure it gets dealt with. And of course, we always want to be redemptive. If, if somebody can be helped, we want to help them. If there's a way to you know, uh, redeem it and help them change their behavior, that's our goal. That's always our goal, is to help people you know, change their behavior and do a better job. But reality is sometimes it just doesn't work and, and we have to create a process that helps get them out the door. And, you know, that's what I've tried to share with you today. Just a few systemized way to help you have that difficult conversation. Well, now it's your turn. 
I'd love to hear from you. What has been your experience in dealing with problem employees? Or employees that are just, you know, maybe have some behavioral issues or just have trouble getting to work on time or whatever it is. How have you dealt with it? Have you got a systematized way of dealing with it? Did you kind of deal with it off the cuff? I'd love to know what your experience is. So davidspell.com, leave me a comment section in the comment section for today's post. While you're there, make sure you sign up to get my newsletter. Just drop your email address in. It's safe. I'll never give your email address out, but I will send you my blog three times a week. And we talk about these kinds of things and so many other things that I know you'll find helpful. Well, friends, thanks for being with me today. And until next time, this is David Spell encouraging you to pursue your passion. Thank you.